This is the official Caps Chirp Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I am back with another <clears throat> Thursday episode, Sans Interview. We're just going to be talking about the movie that just came out on ESPN. It's about a one hour and change expose, if you will, about Alexander Ovechkin. Um, it was, he was interviewed by uh, Kevin Weeks uh, to talk about just, you know, his career and the chase to 894. Ovi's currently 82 goals away from that. And, you know, we got to talk or the, the, the movie's, Definitely worth watching. I mean, you're going to watch it. If you're a Caps fan, you're going to watch it. So I'm just going to, you know, do a little review and, and some funny and interesting points that I thought I saw uh, from it. So let's pop some tabs and, and get right into it. One, two, three. All right. So we're not going to do any segments today. We're just, I'm just going to, you know, regale you with this bullshit of, of what I think uh, the movie was like and, and what... Uh, what I thought of it. So, <clears throat> like I said, it's called Greatness, G-R-8-T-N-E-S-S. Um, I don't know why they well, they put the extra T in there. That's the first thing that kind of irks me about it. So that's my my one negative takeaway. Probably should have just been like G-R-8-N-E-S-S. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Hey, you know, that's... I mean, I get aesthetically, it's kind of like an... Uh, a, I don't know, whatever. I guess I can't hate too much on it, but something weird that irked me. Uh, anyways, it's about uh, it's it's about Alexander Ovechkin. It's about his goal race. Um, you know, they don't really go into like how he grew up because he was probably you know created in a lab or whatever to be a physical specimen that he is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, it was it was really just kind of like uh, – I think they did a good job positioning it completely about the chase, uh, mixing in other people's takes, mixing in footage of Wayne Gretzky and, and interviews with Wayne uh, about Ovi. Um, you know, uh, shout-out to Gordie Howe, a bunch of shout-outs to Gordie Howe, which is amazing. You know, I think Gordie Howe – while I never really got to see him play, <laughs> um, you know, looking at footage and, and looking at his numbers uh, and all accounts of how he played, you know, I think that Gordie Howe is probably, in, in the grand scheme of things, the closest equivalent to Alexander Ovechkin because he's, you know, that physical presence, the longevity Gordie Howe played hockey over like six decades or something like that. It's fucking crazy. Um, you know, played with his his son. That's how that's how long he played. Um, and an interesting little tidbit, I was talking to Polly at roller hockey the other day, and he was saying that Gordie Howe's like pro, top, top tier, top league North American pro record of goals would have been like over a thousand at this point if you would have taken in like the what is it, the World Hockey League that was absorbed by the NHL way back in the day. Um, it was kind of an upstart league and, and got consumed as it should have, but just definitely an interesting little tidbit there that Gordie Howe 
technically scored more pro top level pro league game or goals than than Gretzky. So that's just how good he was. I mean, I'm, I get this NHL record, so we're not really gonna entertain it that much. I'm not going to at least uh, because you know while Gordy Howe had this unique situation, Wayne Gretzky didn't really either, and neither did uh, Ovechkin. So just kind of on a tangent there. Sorry. Uh, but look, I mean, you know, the, the movie 10 out of 10 would recommend I'll, I'll bury the lead there. Uh, you definitely should be watching it. Uh, it was just a really cool kind of, I almost want to say it was like a vindication that, that Alexander Ovechkin is getting such amazing press after basically a career of haters. Uh, you know, when he was even at the like five and six hundred goal mark, people were just like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna he's gonna fizzle out. He's trash. You know, he'll be washed in here in a year." I mean, is is earlier as late as la- like two years ago? John Scott said he's not gonna break thirty five goals. You know, if he shoved it right up his fucking hoop. Uh, I mean, you know, that's not mainstream media by any means, but uh, you know, Don Cherry was was always a big detractor from Ovechkin back when he had a platform. Uh, you know, there's just, uh, I feel like he's always been, you know, if you're talking about yin and yang, uh, Crosby's always been like the white side and, and, and Ovechkin, the dark kind of brooding side that's more rock star in personality than, uh, Crosby, who's a little bit more clean cut, kind of the, the mama's boy, um, you know, very clean hero that you could, you could have. Uh, us in DC, we like a little raw, so that's why he resonated immediately with us. Ovechkin did, and uh, this movie is all about kind of that. And it's, it's like I said, I think it's just awesome to see that finally Ovechkin is is being hailed as the goat, uh, as he should be. As of the last, you know, honestly, this is really kind of like the last few year discussion. Before he still had a lot to prove, he still had the numbers to put up, but the last three years have really, I think, won a lot of people over. When previously the big detraction was, well, he doesn't have a cup, you know, whatever that may be. And if you go to Pittsburgh, the logic there is that, well, you know, Crosby has two more and a back-to-back, but, you know, which apparently makes him better, even though he's not top 10 on really any stat list, except for points per game. And, you know, if he would have stayed healthy and uh, it would have, he, he may be in another discussion here. Um, but I mean, you look at Gretzky, if they say that, it, you know, what's the stat? If, if Gretzky would have never scored a goal in the NHL, he'd still have the all time points lead by a ridiculous amount. So, uh, that's probably a true, the, the assist numbers, the points numbers, that's probably a true number that'll never be broken. Um, at least not in today's NHL for sure. So, one day maybe maybe possible when they like I don't know remove goalies or take away all their pads as they consistently try to do but who knows um, all right well enough kind of overview pontificating let me do my ad reads and then we will get right into a little bit of the details that I really like to see so Cavs fans you should definitely be buying Raycons and I've got a 15% off code so just listen up really quick Raycons a premium audio brand at a perfect price point so you can build great habits without breaking the bank Uh, Raycons start at half the price with other premium audio brands and they're awesome quality so they've got three customizable sound profiles earbud tap functions 
noise isolation awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, and they have a huge battery life. Eight, eight hours for everyday ear, earbuds or 11 everyday speaker hours of playtime. Ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash THPN to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Go there, get your 15% off, and thank us later. Buy them up. They're badass quality. You'll like them. Also, Cavs fans, are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on the, ha- on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app Every day between 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard to see what prop bet will be boosted. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook use code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, back to greatness the first thing that they hit on really that that caught my eye or my attention um other than you know oh ov the rookie and ov killing it uh rookie year um you know interestingly enough (laughs) they did not they did not mention the utter failure of the nhl and the um player association to get a deal done for the lockout season. No mention of the lockout season the entire time, I don't believe. So uh, interesting omission there uh, because, you know, that's just an absolute fucking failure by the league and everybody else involved that that even happened. But, uh, you know, the first thing that, that OV, OV called out was Martin Brodeur, who said he was, cr- he used the term crying that the mirrored face mask that he used to wear when he was when he was when he broke into the league for the first few years, uh, hid his eyes, Ovechkin's eyes, and he couldn't tell where he was going to shoot. And then they, he was like, "Oh, then Gary immediately banned it," <laughs> just calling Batman out by his first name. <clears throat> I absolutely love that. Um, just kind of airing a little spilling a little tea there this is this was well documented back when when it did happen uh so if you've been following the caps and in, in, in for a long time that's probably not news to you but to hear ovechkin actually come out and say like martin broder was crying and Bettman just basically bent over and folded like a lawn chair to martin broder or at least that was implied and that is exactly what happened um is uh, phenomenal. I love it. I love it. And then he even went further to chirp Kevin Weeks telling telling Weeks that uh, the goalies are always the ones that are complaining, right? You guys are always the ones crying, which is if anybody's ever played like on a hockey team, I think that everybody in the room is, is wanted to tell a goalie who is complaining to shut the fuck up, uh, which is hilarious. So, gotta love it. Gotta love it. Uh, the second thing that Obviously, I think people are going to key in on is Ovechkin's diet. 
So Nastya Ovechkin, his wife, was actually on this. On this, uh, she had a couple little questions that she answered, which is really good. Um, you know, she said that there really is no diet for Ovi, uh, and said he likes pasta and meatballs. <laughs> um, Ovi confirmed that. Yeah, I like pasta. I, I like sauces, and I like pasta. Uh, we know that he mixes sauces like a degenerate, and he eats apparently whatever the hell he wants. You know, I'll say this. <clears throat> I would rather have a, I'd rather eat pasta than like McDonald's every day, you know, like Chad Ochocinco or anything like he, he eats like what a Big Mac a day or something that gets McDonald's every day. Um, I'd much rather hear that Ovi's just like obsessed with pasta because pasta's awesome rather than, you know, I eat like three Big Macs a day, which honestly Ovechkin probably could eat three Big Macs a day and still kick everybody's ass at hockey. Um, they also can confirm the Coke in the water bottle. Ovi says he likes Coke in, in there. And I, he gave a weird reasoning. He said, um, I forget one of his trainers, uh, and I couldn't understand it, but he said one of his trainers had suggested it because he had another, he had done it or he had another somebody do it. So like this was suggested to him by somebody and he just did it and never, never stopped. <laughs> When we had Carl Alsner on one of the times he was talking about uh, Ovechkin really liking Dr. Pepper. Uh, this is right in line. He said Ovi calls him his peppers. Um, and he also talked about his food when, you know, they're about to board a flight or whatever it may have been that would have been catered. You know, a lot of healthy food would have been prepared for them uh, either mid-flight or wherever they were going. Ovechkin would generally get on the bus to get to the airport with a Subway hot Italian sub. So, you know, they should really have Ovi doing those, like, Steph Curry uh, the commercials and the Venus Williams commercials and stuff, or, or not Venus, um, Serena Williams commercials for Subway, rather than, uh, rather or, or Ovi rather than them, or, or in addition to. Uh, you know, that just, what a tank. Ovi just eats, I mean, living the life. And... I, <laughs> The crazy part is that that metabolism, that type of diet hasn't come to bite him in the ass or anything. I mean, he he said as soon as the season ends, he picks with his trainer um, a time in which they're going to start training and then they just go right back at it. And that's got to be a grind, man. I mean, there's two or three seasons in the off or two or three months in the off season, depending on when you take your bow out. And, you know, you got to go right back out. And start training, both on ice and off ice. And they were showing some of the exercises he was doing, you know, squats, obviously, and then the uh, the resistance push up or pull or sit ups, where somebody's just like pushing you down while you're trying to do a sit up. That looked like hell. Some of the uh, exercises that he was doing were definitely strenuous. And Ovechkin has always been, you know, you know, dedicated to his training to a point. I think that. They, like early on, and I don't know if you guys remember, but like early on, mainstream, like a lot of the hockey media was like, Ovi's fat now. <laughs> uh, like there was, I mean, up to 2016, I feel like there were reports of, oh, Ovechkin looks fat coming into camp. He's washed. I mean, every everything that we're talking about here really – at one point, someone in the NHL mainstream media has contradicted and said the other other thing, right? Saying, look, 
Ovechkin doesn't train very hard. He's he's lazy. He's a Russian. He's a lazy Russian. He's uh, you know, uh, he's only about himself. He doesn't really care about the team. And he, hey, you know what? Maybe they're right early in his career. Uh, but it didn't fucking matter because the dude was filling the back of the net. Like to be completely honest, be a dick. You know, only go out there and try half-assedly. But when you're putting in 50 goals a season. There's really not much anybody else can say to you, and and you know whether that's right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, but it's interesting to see that in this film they were they were really just taking all that shit and shoving it up everybody's hoop. You know, oh yeah, Ovi's fat coming to camp. Well, Ovechkin is like uh like six three and has a 250 230. They say he's 235 on on in the program. But I would venture to say he's closer to 250, to be completely honest, as weights fluctuate throughout the season. But the dude's like 250, 260. That is a big man. He's, he's just already huge, a specimen, right? Um, you know, it just mind-boggling to see the, the 180 that everybody's taking on this as far as the media goes. Uh, so hot Italian subs, dude's a tank. Early on in his career, uh, Ovi really liked sushi. I remember him referencing that. Uh, liked sushi a lot. Who doesn't? I mean, uh, I love sushi. If you don't like sushi, I don't know what the hell is wrong with you. Um, you know, Nastia had some more uh, good spots saying that, you know, she was really more concerned with Ovechkin being a great father, which is obviously great to hear. It's not something that we can confirm by any means, but... Uh, Tira Say it is awesome for one, and you know everything that shows Ovi interacting with his kids, getting them involved. Uh, two sons, you know, it's it shows that he really does care. At least to, to when cameras are around. Um, so I'm not somebody to say that I can't say that that's any different behind closed doors. So hey, I like it. Um, you know, I guess I'm just trying to play devil's advocate in here and, and find a negative to this, but there, there is none. Um, so, you know, Ovi, the father, he's maybe grown up a little bit throughout his career and obviously having, having, um, his two kids is, is huge for him. And I think that really, you know, shines through, uh, you can tell that he's really, you know, obviously proud of his kids and cares, uh, loved the old footage of OV getting drafted with that ridiculous hair that I do. That was like some seriously gelled up hair. Um, you know, with his mom and dad chilling, he gets up, he shakes and hugs his dad's hand and his mom's like already making moves, dude. Mom OV was not surprised at all that he went number one. And I, from what I've read about them is she's the killer, right? She's the one that would negotiate contracts with agents, would get deals done, and she would not come off certain figures and certain things that they needed to, to you know, be set up. Um, also, you know, she was a basketball star, Olympian. She knows what it takes to be a pro athlete uh, and perform at the, at the highest levels. So uh, it's just funny to see that, like, you know, she's just – if you look back at some of the footage with her and in, in public and stuff, like she's always the killer. She's always the one that's on task and Ovi's just, and his dad is just kind of like out there, uh, you know, being kind of, um, you know, I guess lackadaisical <laughs> in comparison. Uh, I think that 
just overall, there's just a ton of old footage of, of Ovi that they put out there in this in this show that was good. Uh, when he broke into the league and was just so explosive, man. I mean, some of this stuff, I, I mean, people say a lot about Connor McDavid today. Back in back when Ovi broke into the league, like he was Connor McDavid speed, Connor, but but more physical and more power forward. Uh, sorry, don't get me wrong. Connor McDavid's doing it at an incredible level right now. But when Ovi broke into the league, like he looked unstoppable, man, busting down that wing. Connor McDavid's also a center, you know, but like on that wing, I mean, um, it would hit when he came in. It was it was so long since um, since the league had seen such an explosive power forward on the wing. Also, a lot of parallels being you know in the after there was like an after thing with Di Pietro, uh, you know, told said that his Ovi shot reminded him of Brett Hall's, who is just you know really good. Obviously, one of the most elite snipers in the league uh, ever, and. Um, had the physicality of just like, you know, a Gordie Howe. So loved it. Of course we know this, but, uh, you know, basically in that old footage, Ovi might as well have had flames coming off him the way he was just burning defensemen so hard. Uh, so dominant. Of course they had to show the goal and Gretzky's reaction. And then it was interesting to see that Austin Matthews got a cameo in there talking cause he was in attendance in Phoenix when that goal went down, um, and he said it's a surreal moment. Like the arena wasn't even; it was quiet because nobody knew what the hell just happened. And Ovechkin, you know, uh, you see his reaction. He's like, "Wow!" He's looking up at the jumbotron. Everybody's just watching the replays. It's a pretty, pretty crazy moment. And Wayne himself said, "Look, that's gonna that's gonna go down as like one of the most incredible goals of all in NHL history." And I gotta agree. Um. In any case, that old footage did make me feel old. Like, even with HD, uh, that's how we watched hockey back then. So anybody who's young and listening, that's uh, that was a real thing, all that grainy shit. But, uh, and, and that it was even worse before. <laughs> Imagine that. Uh, shout out to Wayne Gretzky on this one, though. What a class act. His story about breaking Gordie Howe's record, like, brought a tear to my eye, man. So much that, uh, you know, not so much that Gordy was so gracious about the fact that, that, you know, Wayne beat him, but the small caveat in the story or the, the, the main part of the story where, where Wayne, Wayne says his dad shoulder taps him and says, you know, once he broke it, he was like, look, you need to stay humble because someday somebody's going to come break your record. And, and, you know, you must be, you must remember to be as gracious as, as Mr. Howe was, right? And they call him Mr. Howe. Uh, and so far, I think Wayne has really taken that to heart and, and run with that and has done that. Um, you know, Gordie Howe, Mr. Hockey, you're never going to he's never going to not have that title. Uh, Detroit Red Wing just, you know, is where where he kind of did the most of his career. But I mean, how much Gordie Howe was still around? Even after his playing days, which were long as hell, like I said, Gordie Howe played in like five decades, six decades or something like that. And he still stuck around and wanted to be involved in hockey and, and, you know, realized that the fans wanted to see him and that he was a legend. But he was all every time 
Gordie Howe had a, had a fucking interview before he died. I always remember like loving catching them and then just seeing like how humble and like what a cool dude Gordie Howe actually was during these interviews. You know, of course he knew cameras were on or whatever, but like it just, it just see, he just seemed so goddamn genuine. All right. Gordie Howe just seemed like a guy that you could talk hockey with, uh, have a beer with, you know, just Gordie Howe for president, baby. That's all I'm saying. I mean, just that was literally that, that, that guy in hockey here, just so friendly. And by all accounts, every, you know, talked to everybody wasn't, didn't let the fame go to his head. Clearly a living legend at that point and will go down in history is, is still, uh, you know, a top NHLer in all of the history of, of the hundred and 120 plus years long league history that the NHL has. So, uh, love Gordy Howe, love that Wayne Gretzky learned from Gordy Howe and love that, you know, I hope that Ovechkin, if his record ever does get broken, if he does break the record, you know, kind of falls in the same way. So love it. Uh, and keeping in mind, that's two Canadians that are now here and, and we've got a Russian who internationally are huge rivals with Canada kind of taking up the mantle here. Uh, I think you'll, you'll all remember though, like in the, there was a, Ovechkin's a huge stick collector. You know, I think you may remember like when, uh, when Wayne actually did send him a stick because Ovi asked for one, uh, Wayne finally gave Ovi a game used stick that it was used to score number eight Oh seven. Um, and that was after he, after Ovi scored 700 and won a cup. And that was the, that was the contingency for, or that was the, that was the requirement for Ovi to get a stick from Wayne Gretzky. And he ended up getting it. It was a great moment a couple years ago. Um, how much do you think Ovechkin could get on eBay for that stick? Number 807 goal. Whew. I wonder if Wayne Gretzky has those in a safe somewhere. I would. They're probably worth millions. Uh, Ovi also showed like his future museum pieces, which include his sticks, pucks, and plaques. Uh, you know, some may say that Alexander Ovechkin's a little bit full of himself. You know, opening up a museum in Russia for him, just his memorabilia and things like that. Um, keeping all of this, all of these pieces to create a museum. That's all about himself. Uh, but you know, I've got to say to be a superstar of his caliber, I feel like you, you kind of like an all time great. You really do have to have that belief in yourself and you have to, uh, you know, especially in pro sports, just have that, what some may consider cockiness, uh, but others may consider just to be a very confident self-image. Um, you know, you almost have to believe yourself in a cult-like status to achieve the the heights that Ovechkin has. I know that everybody's going to say like, oh, Crosby's just so humble and things like that. You're right. He is. Um, but he also, Crosby, 100% believes in himself there's no way around that. If you've ever seen the guy play in big game situations, he knows exactly what he wants, and that's the puck. Uh, and he knows and he has 100% confidence that he's going to make something happen with it. So, you know, uh, kind of a cool thing, obviously. 
when I'm 50 or whenever OV retires uh, and the museum gets built and things, uh, I would love to go to Russia and see that. I don't know if that'll ever be on, on the on the the in the cards, but it would be a cool bucket list item. Uh, I also thought it was like really interesting to see Ovi staying a bit humble too, you know, after, you know, the rock star status in the museum, he does say like, and he may not just want to jinx it, but he does say that like the record is not in hand yet. Uh, Weeks asks him like, yo, is there like, are you feeling confident? Is it a foregone conclusion for you? Because for many others it is. And he said, no, like, you know, there's 82 goals that you scored. Um, Who knows? I can get injured. Anything could happen. So, you know, he was like, maybe 10, 20 goals, I'll feel a lot better about it, which <laughs> that's cocky in itself, right? 10, 20 goals in the NHL. That's some people's like, <laughs> that's some people's contract. Uh, so <clears throat> incredible stuff. Uh, definitely, I, I would say that's that's about as humble as we're going to see Ovi get. So good for him. Uh, I think that it was amazing to see how many people they brought out for this this production as well you know i didn't think that they would get mark andre fleury all of a sudden he's on there giving props to Ovi, explaining a little bit of how hard the shot is and how deceiving it is off his stick also gotta love crosby just realizing that his legacy is all about the teams that he's won on and not his personal achievements um but he was also humble and saying that Ovi is going to make a, a solid run at it um it's just <laughs> Again, I go back to how wild it is this intention. This attention is like you knew it was going to happen, right? That Ovechkin was going to get all this like press around him, and there was going to be a lot of hype around this. Um, you know, chasing down Wayne Gretzky, something that literally nobody thought could happen. But then everybody, it seemed like one day everybody was like doing some math about Ovechkin's goal totals, and they're like, "Holy shit, this could actually happen." by Alexander Ovechkin if he doesn't slow down, which he has shown that he hasn't. Um, but, uh, and you know, with 82 goals still left to, to, to score to tie Gretzky in 83 to beat him, it's uh, it doesn't seem premature. It just seems like finally Ovi's, he's had to, he's had to have literally become the second goal scorer all time for anybody to be like, oh yeah, that Russian guy, he's, he's actually pretty fucking good. It seems a little bit. I'm being a little dramatic there, but I do maintain that Ovechkin will be more historically important player than anybody else, and he's proving me right. Thanks, Ovi. Uh, but this conversation especially happens during like times when Pittsburgh fans are arguing against me, like cups versus whatever. Um, but you look at a person who's going to break Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record, and which when it was a previously just a fantasy. Um, nobody even talked about it. Like if they did, it was jokingly. Uh, and you've got, you've now got this guy doing it up. So first of all, if you're, this is transcending being a caps fan, obviously this is probably getting a lot of information that we knew just, it's a big review, uh, for this movie. Like I didn't, I didn't see anything brand new or learn anything about it. It was just kind of like a really cool, walk from his rookie season all the way to now um it was awesome to getting to see wayne gretzky a lot on screen and talking about his journey and things like that uh and then all the players like koozie baxter moshi crosby flurry stepping in to talk on his behalf 
and in positive light uh, is uh, was refreshing for sure. You know, like I said, uh, it was it's been only the past few years where people are really warming up to the fact that Ovechkin could score more goals than Wayne Gretzky. I had always thought that, like, if there's anybody that was going to do it, it was Alexander Ovechkin, you know, five years into his, his career. But that was almost like a joke. Like, of course, he's not going to get to Gretzky's unbreakable record. It's unbreakable for a reason. Uh, but now we're seeing really history in the making. I think that people who aren't Caps fans <laughs> would love this movie to see a little bit about Alexander Ovechkin. Let's say you don't know much about Ovi. This is a perfect kind of review of his whole career and persona- personality. Uh, 10 out of 10 worth a watch. I'm giving it a 10 out of 10. Um, it, it is, it does stroke Ovi. It's a stroke fest on Ovi as he deserves it. Right. Um, and I keep hearkening back to how much bad press he's gotten early in his career. And, and now he's, he's the, one of the biggest stories, the biggest story in the NHL, um, in a 100% fully positive light. Uh, there were so many haters for throughout Ovi's entire career. It's just, this is just vindication a little bit to me. Um, but just know that all those haters, they have to sit here and live through all these accolades now and just eat that, which is satisfaction in itself for me. All right, Caps fans. I hope you enjoyed it. I definitely recommend you check out this, this uh, greatness movie on ESPN plus it's out. It, when I, it came out on um, the day of the all-star game. So there's plenty of time to watch it still. Um, very good production. Uh, thought it was pretty down to earth and uh, 100% you should be watching it. If you liked it, if you didn't like it, let me know. Chirp me on Twitter. Um, I'm usually on there, but until next week. Oh, actually I have to say something. Probably no episodes next week because I've got to go to a funeral, unfortunately, and then I will be going to the St. Ignace Pond Hockey National Championships to play with a bunch of my scrub friends um, and drink a lot of booze and enjoy the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in the dead heat of winter. So I'll be trying to do like a lot of video stuff on TikTok. Hit us up at Caps Chirp on TikTok. Uh, maybe some Instagram stuff, you know, try to be posting to social media in lieu of our, our podcast stuff. Uh, and when I get back, so we're probably going to miss like two or three episodes, but, uh, obviously when I, when I get back, we'll be hitting it full steam ahead for the playoff push down the stretch. Have a great couple of next week's caps fans until next time. Hockey troll signing off. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network, at HockeyPodNet on social, and TheHockeyPodcastNetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network, every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore.